That's coffee. I'm Alex. I'm Anthony. This is the College Manifesto. Anthony, I'm happy to be back and seeing you. La, la, la. How was La La Land? La La Land was good. Good. Weather was great. And what I'm referring to is L.A., just to be clear. L.A. was great. Good. Yeah. Well, I heard you had lots of food. Is that correct? Lots of food. A lot of street tacos. Um, In-N-Out was, like, good. But we'll, we'll talk about someone that's being a more of an In-N-Out connoisseur than me. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was pretty good. Uh, trip was great. Weather was, like, fantastic. I came, like, just at the right week because uh, next week, which is this week that we're recording, it's like in the 90s all week. So I was there when I was like, I'm like 75 and sunny, like no clouds, and it was great. And now you're back in Florida where it's 90. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like 88 outside right now. So but yeah, I'm happy to be back. Uh, I'm back in Orlando visiting. So here for, um, well, to visit, to record, obviously, and um, going to a Bryson Tiller concert tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be lit. Bryson Tiller. I've never seen him in concert, so I don't know how that's going to be. What's but, your favorite song? On the new album, or just like... I have no idea about any of Bryson Tiller's music. You should listen to it. It's pretty good. Um, Everyone's like, heard Don't. Like, you know, it's like, Don't. No? Okay, cool. Nope. Nope. I'm 12-year-old, I guess. You should listen to it. I'll send you you a playlist of, like, his good songs, and we'll we'll go from there. (laughs) But anyways, hearing to record, um, we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce... Very special guest. Very special. Lauren. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm fantastic, Lauren. Thank you for asking. I'm so glad that you're fantastic. Well, um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yourselves? Yourselves? Am I more than one person? My multiple personalities. Yeah. I'm a little bit of a schizo. We haven't recorded in like two weeks, so my, I don't know. My voice is a little rusty. My Uh words are dark. Yeah. Dark? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a schizo. (laughs) I'll I'll keep going. Okay. Um, Well... My name is Lauren, and I am originally from California, um, born in L.A. and raised in the Bay Area. And when I was 19, I moved to Florida after my dad bought a house without looking at it. What? Yeah. He bought a house without looking at it? Yes. My aunt lives five houses down from us, four houses, in Miami. And she said on the phone, hey, wouldn't it be funny if you moved into that house for sale? And he said, haha, yeah, I want to buy it. Can you go look at it for me? So she went and looked at it, and they're almost 70, so they don't know how to send pictures very well. So really? she took, Yeah. She took a picture of the toilet and um, of the tile and sent it to him, and he faxed over some paperwork to the realtor and bought it and told me after he bought it that we were moving. Toilet looks fantastic. Yes. <laughs> we're going to buy it. Yes. So then we packed up our stuff, sold half of it, and moved to Miami. And that's where you started going to college, right? No, that's not where I started going okay. to college. I actually started going to college after I graduated in 2012 okay. and screwed myself pretty badly, failed basically all of my classes. Right. And then I moved to Miami and I said, I can't do this anymore. I need to get back on track. All of my friends are about to graduate. Mm-hmm. And here I am, I don't have my associates. So. As an out-of-state resident, I was paying $1,200 for one class, not even at, like, an actual university. Like, it wasn't a community college. They offer four-year programs, but it was basically a community college. So I said, if I'm going to pay this much money for classes, I better make it fucking work, you know? Yeah, for sure. And um, I got all A's and B's. I only got one C, which I regret. But 
you know, philosophy is hard for me. C's get degrees, Anthony. C's do get degrees. C's do get degrees, as I now know. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I raised my GPA really, really high and transferred up to UCF. Good for you. Thank you. What was UCF for you? What, why UCF? I always like to ask that question. Um, honestly, I'd never heard of it before, but I have an annual pass to Disney and I drove... <laughs> Fire answer. <laughs> drove by the sign that said University of Central Florida exit whatever so many times right. and I said, you know, that would be great for me to get out of Miami and somewhere else. And so I just applied. And I can go to food and wine all the time. All the time. I love food and I wine. I live there. Yeah. And um, I applied to FSU, FIU, and UCF and got into all three and decided that UCF was it for me. I really do love that campus, like, more than anything. It's just such a nice campus, and being a pass holder, I think that helps, too, because you're just like, ah, you know, I can have my weeks full of uh, of work, and then um, I get to go to Disney. Exactly. Food and Wine's coming up soon, too. I think, like, two months, Food and Wine is. So much fun. Yeah. Sooner than that. Yeah. What, what, are, what are you studying currently? Um, I'm studying human communication. I used to be a communication and conflict major, but all of my classes were online and I wanted to be on campus more often, so mm -hmm. I switched. And this is actually my first semester as a human comm major, but uh, I want to get my master's in human resources management. Nice. Yeah. How was it like doing online classes? How was that experience? Um, it's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. I think that it's good and bad. Good because I can really put things off until the last minute and yeah. still get them done in a time that my professor will grade me positively, um, as long as I get it done by the deadline. Yeah. But bad because I can procrastinate so much, and then I usually end up turning things in at 11.58. What do you do to kind of prevent that? Do you um, have like a plan, are you pretty organized? I like to think that I'm organized. I write everything down, actually. Um, my calendar right now is full of everything that's due, and I have underneath that index cards with weekly assignment due dates and so I try to keep on top of it because if I don't write things down it's like they never were told to me mm -hmm. so I try as hard as I can and usually I start out strong and then kind of fall off but then eventually I get back on track that week week three and a half week four man. <laughs> exactly <laughs> serious we talk thing. about that all the it's time a serious thing because that's when it really happens but um I think I think that's so amazing how people can just do like online classes fully and like or fully content with it. And they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do an online class and that'll be my schedule. I would feel so scared to like, like procrastinate, like you said, and like turn things in at eleven fifty eight and be like, oh, I pray this is halfway decent. Well, the other interesting thing is how do you if your classes are all online, how do you start to develop relationships with people in your degree program or uh, in your community? Do you feel like that was a difficulty? Yes. Absolutely, and that's part of the reason why I changed my major. Um, my, I was lucky that my major, Common Conflict, was really, really small. It's a new program at UCF, mm -hmm. so there's only one professor for every class, and he's a procrastinator himself and hard to get in touch with. So we had, I mean, we as the students had kind of a lot to bond over, and we had to do a lot of negotiation assignments where you would be in groups and you'd have to video conference pretty much uh, bi-weekly and get that done. So there were a lot of times that I would meet up with people from class and um, kind of discuss assignments or papers. You know, most of the people were on campus for their electives anyways, but we at least got to see each other face to face. And then, you know, you have a couple other classes with them as well. And so it kind of makes you feel like you're friends, even if you aren't actually friends. And um, one of my first friends at UCF was from the program. He dropped out and switched to journalism, but we met 
in the library to go over an assignment and share a book and ended up being pretty good friends. Yeah. I feel like you miss that social aspect though on that online way of, you know, doing a degree program. Like, you know, you can get your degree at, you know, Phoenix, but you know, you don't get that social aspect. Yeah. And I think that's like such a crucial part of college. It's... Yeah. There's nothing bringing you to campus to go to the football games or go to the library when right. you can just sit on your computer and research at home or go to the, the closer library to your house. Yeah. You know? Or go to the library down university too. That's, <laughs> there's a lot of libraries. Lots of too. libraries other than you see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm more of a. I'm more of a. If you had to, if you had to go between like like pub or library, what would you choose? If you had to pick lesser of two evils, definitely you... neither, right? I have never yeah. been to either. What? Heard only bad things. So uh, I've only, avoided. only bad things go in and out of that place. But <laughs> I think I think pub is a lesser evil than library is. Yeah, I personally would second that. I just don't. I, I like pub because it has like that outside area, even though it's fully crowded and like. And you can breathe and That's get out. It's like fresh air. Plus, they have the beer pong table, which is pretty fun. Yeah, I, I thought it's always You have fun. to fight over it, but yeah, it can be fun. Drunk people are just weird. That's... The library is just dungeony and slick and smelly and annoying. Yeah. I lied, actually. One time, my friend came to visit me during my first semester. She came from California, and we asked somebody, oh, where should we go? It's Thursday night. And they're like, you need to go to the library. Oh. So we said, okay. And we showed up at like 12. And there literally were three people there. The bouncer, the bartender, and one sad guy sitting at the bar. So we left. So that's, that's that my, my experience. That's my library experience. <laughs> God. So you take pub. That's what... Yeah, so, <laughs> so three for pub? Three for pub. Speaking of libraries and what you should be doing inside of them, speaking of studying, I think a, I think an appropriate topic to talk about, especially going into week two of college, is talking about studying in college. Um, I never really understood the idea of studying. I always thought it's like, you know, there's just someone that's smarter than me. And at times I feel like that can be true, but also it's like, how much more time did this person put in than I did? I was never like... It took me a while to figure out like how to study in college. What about did, did you ever like me? Yeah. I personally, I know you procrastinate. But I don't. I didn't really study, to be frank. I, uh, I if, if for me as long as I go to class and listen, and kind of can cram right before the test, I have a good enough memory to pass the tests. Yeah, just which, pass, not to get like an A, but just. Oh to no pass. no, I, I could get an A. Okay, but it's it wouldn't stay in my brain. You know what I mean? I, I didn't, I cheated myself. So I could get the good grades and not have to work too hard for it. But I think long term, I neglected my um, my learning, you know? Yeah. I feel like sometimes, I'm, I'm, damn, I know I learned this. What is it? Yeah. Thankfully, we have the internet for me to be able to say, I know that there is something I can look up about this and I can figure it out. But it's not immediate recall. Quizlet.com. Yeah. Plugging it. Going to say it. What about you? Did you ever like? Studying college, were you, were you a good student? Um, I was a horrible student at first, mostly I think because, same as you, Alex, it's just always come easy to me. I was able to put in very little effort and get an A just from having someone talk at me. I would retain information. Yeah. Um, I think when I started actually focusing on school, it was a little harder because I would go to class less often, so it wasn't there wasn't like that reinforcement there. and. I think I always thought of studying as sitting down with a textbook and opening it up and reading for hours and hours and hours and taking notes on it. 
and that was it. And that didn't work for me. So I found that I have to really do like study guides. And if I do all of my homework and like the assigned activities or the recommended activities, I learn better that way. Mm -hmm. But sitting down and reading my textbook, it goes in and out. And I think it's like a major to major thing because at least in the, in the College of Business, when, you know, when when we went to school, we'd have <laughs> back a, in the day, back in the day, as of like three weeks ago, um, they had uh, what's called uh, what's that what's that site for? Um, you're talking about where you could fill in all the answers? No, 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 oh, no. Well, I, like didn't, biz- I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, not that one. The um, it's like a study guide for like business classes. It's Oh, yeah, you bought them before the tests. What are they called? And they would go over the... Oh, wow. See, this is the thing. I didn't study the name of it, and it didn't retain in my brain. I just remembered what it was. You would just Google them, and you'd use points, and then you could buy them from the bookstores, too. Literally, what they would do is combine the the specific teacher and all of his coursework and put it into a review guide. Right. I mean, and they knew exactly what the kind of questions were going to be on the test, and I don't know how it was allowed. Well, well, to be the, frank, well, the and they give is, you a test, practice test too. Yeah, the, the trick is they would have someone like from the company. I'm going to remember the name, and I'm just going to like blurt it out midway through the podcast, and just say like, "Oh, it was this." They'll have someone that works for the company or whatever sit in lecture every single class and take notes on it, and then talks with the professor about like content that's going to be on there. So it's essentially it's material like when you get a practice exam because you can either do it like, a handwritten version of it or you can get it digitally, and when you take the practice exams, it's a literal like copy of what the exact exam is and, and they're and they're like hey make sure you pay attention to this kind of question because it's definitely going to be on and there and it says it and it'll say like exam tip on the yeah. side and it's like study this kind this of will thing. definitely be in the test like and, yeah and that just gets me thinking because it's like you know you you work hard in college you study but it's like you can essentially buy an a mm-hmm. you just you know shell a little bit of money out and pass, and pass a the test bit. And that's where I think it's it's wrong because are we going to school to pass a test or are we going to school to learn something? Right. You know, and I think I went to school to pass a test personally. I always like the classes that don't have exams with it, but will have like like assignments or projects that you do, and it like it really reinforces the material mm-hmm. that you're learning and not just regurgitating it for a test. I just. Do you have those kind of classes, classes? in that program? Nope. No. All <laughs> tests. They're always All, like tests. Yeah, we have. Um... Well, in the communication and conflict program, you have a lot of group work, um, obviously, and then you have a lot of tests or quizzes, they're called. And so they're not that hard, but there are a lot of free response answers, which I like better because I actually have to understand what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it makes it like forces me into reading the material and understanding it and really, you know, understanding how to apply the concepts to real life situations as well. I feel like it's easier too because you also have a professor that's like hand, like, grading it and they read it like oh you know they, they got the point you know they understood yeah it's not like a computer where it's like either it's like yes it or no yes. it's right. not yeah it he is also, or it's not i'm sorry go ahead. go ahead he also really um gives feedback on it and i dislike that he graded so harshly but he would reinforce like you know you forgot a critical part of this so you don't get full points you know you have to actually know everything that you're talking about otherwise you don't know the full concept yeah so partial credit yeah well, you know, for example, I really appreciated my digital marketing class because it wasn't just yes, no, multiple choice. One of our projects, we actually had to create a Facebook account for a new business. Uh, we came, we had to come up with a business concept and then make the social media account for it and make posts and make a website and actually have the website live. It wasn't just, oh, what's the website going to look like? You actually had to make the website. Right. 
So it's practical things. Um, you know, if we wanted to, we could have paid for advertising. We didn't do it. In fact, I think it's still up. I might have just deleted it, but it was a uh, um, orthodontists. So it was orthodontics for dogs. We just put pictures of dogs in braces. It was really fun. No. But, you know, it gave me hands-on experience. Some people have never posted on a business page, and you're expecting these people to graduate and be marketing professionals. You have to be able to do Facebook yeah. if you're going to do marketing no matter what. Yeah. Facebook is, like, taken over, and if you don't understand it. I mean, they make it really easy, though, yeah. like Facebook really does, and they, like, have, like, admins that, like, write to you and, like, hey, like, you're profile could like really use this do you have a cover photo do you have this so it kind of helps you along the way but having the you know the practical usage having of it actually and, done it yeah. right that's i think that's most important yeah so i don't know hopefully maybe i don't know i guess it depends on majors but like just to do away with tests and have like real like applicable things that you would do for that specific coursework even if it's like a snapshot of something if i'm doing like you know like like crisis communication and like I don't know if there's tests in crisis communication or not. I don't know if anyone knows that or whatever. I'm just saying, like, a, like a, a class. I got listed for that class. Really? So, so you okay? I, didn't get it. I don't know if like because I know some classes do have tests and some don't. It would be like just nice across the board, like no tests, but there's like projects, work, work and projects that you have to do that are like tests in a sense. Come up with you know how you would respond to all these situations mm -hmm. for this business. Yeah. Now it's a different business. You can't talk to the customers the same way. You know? And I think it takes a lot less pressure off of you as a student to like not have to sit and cram for a test. You're like, oh my god, I have to worry about knowing all this, 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 and this. The little things. Right, and it's like I have to know big picture of what it is, and then like with that big picture, like have like fine tune of like I need this, I need a little bit of this, and it, and you remember. I think I remember classes better that I didn't have to take a test in, rather than the ones I studied for and had a test in, which is really weird because I guess you just throw it out of your mind afterwards but yeah well yeah. also i have anxiety when i'm taking a test for the first time with a new professor same because i have no idea what the test style is going to be and am i going to vomit because it's something that i'm not good at is it going to be all multiple choices is it going to be all essay responses do i know the material well enough to fake my way through it or you know so yeah. it stresses me out to take a test for the first time yeah i I always hate that. And then they usually give like three or four tests, like most professors. The first one's to kind of like feel it out. And second one, you do really well. Third one, you like bomb. And it's like a process for all well, of them. I mean, you and I, to be fair, would study a lot, especially the classes we had together. Race Durham, dude. We would actually make sure we read all the PowerPoints, yep. go through those, um, well, that was the thing we paid for, the review guide. I can't remember what it's called. Yep, I'm going to look still. at it while you're talking, but... <laughs> It, but I mean, it would. It wasn't just like here's the answers. It was like here's what you learned this semester, <laughs> and yeah. this is what you should have learned, and make sure you know it. Yeah, and that's and that's all it was. It wasn't a matter of making sure like you went to class or whatever. We didn't even have to go to class. We could just just study the study guide. I pass. for sure know people that never went to class and just bought the study guides and passed the class. And I think that's crazy because you you pay for the course and it's like, what are you really paying for? Because at the end of the day, the you're test. Just, right. You're paying for the test to get the credits to move on. And it's like, it, it just takes the whole like fun side out of education because you go there to learn, but then it, it doesn't come, it doesn't become about learning anymore. It just becomes of like, you know, just an, another notch on the belt. And you're just like, oh, that's done. I like, I check that off. Well, I think that's why people find so much value in schools like Full Sail that we talked about, you know, for example, the practicality of it, you know, having those night classes, like you said, because, um, you know, you have night shoots or actually filming something mm -hmm. you know if you're going to go to school for something specific actually learning the material 
and not just studying to pass the test, you yeah. know? I don't know. It's mind-blowing. I agree. I think that when you are forced to apply the content to your real world, then it sticks a lot harder because we did a lot of negotiation um, exercises. And at the beginning, they all had, you know, like a catch to them where one word or one phrase twisted the whole meaning of it and you had to be able to understand that and find the trick to it so that you could, you know, learn the lesson that was given to you. But mm -hmm. then our last negotiation, there was no trick and there was no easy answer and there actually wasn't a solution to it at all. And so we had been taught, oh, just look for the, the catch. Everything will be fine as long as you find that. Everybody will be happy. Everybody will be you know, pleased with the outcome. And then we spent, I think, two or three hours on our last negotiation and the, the previous ones, First one took us 10 minutes. The second one, you know, 30 minutes and so on and so forth. And then the last one was just a really long and hard lesson that sometimes it's not gonna work out in everybody's favor. And I think that that really stuck with me because, you know, with school you're used to there being an answer. There's always an answer somewhere and you just have to find it. But in the real world, there isn't, so. Yeah, those aha moments in school are like the best things ever because you remember them forever. You're like, wow. Like, that was really moving, or, like, that was so, like, eloquently put that I just, I'm dumbfounded. I just, it's great. I've had a lot of those, but what's frustrating to me is I don't remember all of them. Yeah, that happens. Just don't drink too much. That's, <laughs> that's okay. Because, I, cause it, you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking about studying or I have a class and I'm, I'm ready for a test or whatever, there's, like, a whole sort of, like, not like a ritual in a sense, but there are things that I do. Like, you know, I have like a morning schedule, like I wake up every morning at a certain time. All of these, you know, I, like I have like a constant like gym routine, like with like my diet and the things that I eat. There's all of these external things that like I go through, go through and put myself through that have nothing to do with the test. It's just like how I'm like calming myself to like take these things. I don't know. So sticking to a schedule really works for you? I think it does. And I and I devote time. I think that's what's most important is like the amount of time that I put in for a test, like that I study for. So if I put in a day or two, then again, that's also a kind of biased answer because I do have those classes that like literally give me the answer. I just have to sit down and read the study guide, which kind of sucks. But at the same time, you know, you kind of do what you have to do. My last semester, my last big semester in college was an 18 credit semester where I did like a study abroad trip over spring break and all, I just had so much. And those classes like really helped me in the sense that I can just, as bad as it sounds, read a study guide and pass the class. I didn't always like pull off an A, I'd get like a, like a mid B sometimes with moderate studying, but it was done, I could get it done. So I don't know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll change. Hopefully no more classes will have a test, but I, I highly doubt that. Are you not structured more? Um, no, I'm not. Which is funny to say because I tried to organize my life and my schoolwork, but I don't follow a set schedule. Um, I only go to class two days a week, so those are the only days that I force myself to get up and out of bed mm -hmm. at a reasonable time and eat at a reasonable time so I'm not hungry in class. Um, but other than that, I kind of just go with the flow, and if I feel like sitting down and doing work, I'll take advantage of that and I'll sit down and I'll bust out as much as I can before I get bored because once I get distracted, then there's really no going back for me. I won't start to focus again. 
I think that's so crazy because you train yourself to be like, I'm going to be good on these days. But when <laughs> it's not those days, you're not. So like you're actively not doing those things. It's crazy how your mind works where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to do everything today. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get this done. And then when it's an off day that you don't have anything, like, ah, I'm just going to be mediocre today. I think it's okay to be mediocre sometimes though. But I, I guess it's, it's just... It's tiring to be it perfect. Is. It is. Well, if you're exceptional all the time, then exceptional becomes mediocre. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. T H O T S S. Deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Cheap thought, thought, thought. All right. If you had one piece of advice for someone going into college, what would it be? Um, I'm allowed to use profanity, right? You can. What the? Yeah. Of course you awesome. do it. I would just say that, you know, you just, all you need to do is just say it. Just, uh, yeah, as you edit yourself. <laughs> I'm cutting, I'm doing less work as it is. It's great, thank you. My advice would be just fucking do it. That's what I told myself when I decided to get back into school. And I wish I somebody had taken the time to tell me, yeah, it's not going to be fun. It's going to suck. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to be able to get away with not doing it because they're, aren't too many consequences if you fail a class in college. You know, it's not like, oh, I won't graduate with my friends. Well, you might not, but it's not as harsh as in high school. It's not, oh, I can't play sports now or my mom won't let me watch TV. So you really have to be accountable mm. to yourself. So just sit down and do the work. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends the other day. She's getting back into school now. She took a long time off and switched her major like 20 times. and. She was telling me, oh, I just don't know if I'm really wanting to commit to this or I'm, what if I don't like it? And I told her, just, just fucking do it, you know, get through it. And then eventually, if you don't like what you've done, at least you have a degree that you can get paid, then you can decide what you want to do and then you can go back to school eventually. So just do it. That's really good advice. I admire those people that take time off and like, you know what, I'm not truly set on this degree. Because some people will just be like, eh, you know, I'm in too deep. I'm just going to finish it and pray to God that my life just works out. But I admire, I think it's a very admirable thing to, like, step back and say, you know, I'm just going to take some time because I really don't know what I want to do. And instead of forcing myself onto something, I just do what I want to do when I know. And to your point, I think a lot of times people um, aren't as successful as they can be because they stop themselves from doing it or they don't take the action. They know, hey, I want to take the GRE. I want to get ready for my master's degree, but they don't take the test or they don't apply to a school. They, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm -hmm. oh, I'll do it tomorrow. And, well, it's only going to get harder. So it's yeah. good to know. Yeah. And the longer you wait, the more you kind of feel like social expectations pressing on you. Like a lot of my friends have their bachelor's now and I'm just in my last semester of my junior year. And I wish that I had taken the time when they were you know, putting their nose to the grindstone that I was doing the same thing. But I don't think that I would be as successful in my classes or understand where I want my career to go if I had taken the time then to do it. <laughs> I, I've, and I, I'm happy you said that because I always think about that. I, I always try to compare my life to someone else's. I'm like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? And I've, and I've learned that. Or what are you doing that they're not? Exactly. And I've learned that you're just in a race with yourself. Like there's no one else on the track but you. 
So you make those milestones, you make that progression when you make it. You know, when you look at everyone else's life, you know, you can bask in it, you can, you know, congratulate them, be happy for them, whatever, but you have to, like, take yourself out of that equation because the second you start comparing yourself to where they are at their age or, you know, their point in their degree, it just really, like, eats you alive and you're like, God, I need to be doing that or I need to be doing more. Um, so, like, wherever you are at, if you're in a comfortable spot, like, where you're doing really well and successful, like, ride that shit because that's, like, that's where, that's where it means the most. Yeah. That's true. And you have to be you know i think we're all our worst critics so no i i'm a firm believer in that we definitely are i, I think this is going to be kind of fun and it'll be like a nice little addition to the show we'll go around i'll, I'll go last because i feel like i talk too much mm-hmm. if you had to pick a netflix show for a college student <laughs> that was rude <laughs> what mm-hmm. <laughs> i know i know if you had to advise a college student that was starting school this semester on a Netflix show to watch, what would you pick and why? Lauren starts. <laughs> Go ahead. I'd like to defer my answer to Alex. I'm deferring to Anthony. <laughs> I talk too much. Back to Alex. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll see. You know, whenever I'm under pressure to pick things, remember that episode when it was like the one thing if, if the world was ending with that, I would do. I just picked a horrible answer compared to everyone. Compared to Sorry. me? Yeah. Compared All right. To so, compared to you, Anthony. All right. One TV show. Uh, I, I think I would have to go with Bob Ross. Like, his whole TV series on Netflix of him painting things. And he has these pet squirrels that he feeds milk. And, like, it's just a good way to decompress Everybody. and realize that life is fucking simple. Honestly, <laughs> if you have never – I don't know if you've ever watched Bob Ross, but it is – there's something so relaxing. And you can even pull it up on YouTube of just watching him paint. He literally starts with a blank canvas. And he has, like, this, like, you know, this mantra that, like, anyone can paint. And yeah. it's really true because what he does, it's – it's amazing, and I've never... Every time I watch it, I'm sitting here, and I know it's going to be the most beautiful piece of art that I've seen, and it just looks like a mess. And then all of a sudden, he makes one stroke that makes a difference, and then you're you're like, oh, I know what it is now. I can see it, and it looks sir, it looks realistic all of a sudden. And then he you know? keeps making it better, and you're like... And you're like, how is it happening, you know? Yeah. But he's so calm, and it's just... He's just enjoying life, and I think that it's good to see sometimes when you're concentrating if you're going to school to be a doctor or you're going to school for, to be an engineer like just watch him paint yeah he made his career painting yeah life doesn't have to be as complicated as you're currently making it but bob ross is really funny he was like painting a tree it's like this is a happy little tree <laughs> oh i'm gonna add a little friend <laughs> he's got he's got a little friend right oh, next oh he's kind of lonely let's put another <laughs> he's like that says happy little accidents yes yeah. yes Happy accidents. That's what he said. I think there's a lot of life lessons in Bob Ross's TV shows. I think he figured it out, man. He really did. And we're just sitting looking like, wow, this painting is great. But he's like tapping into something He's like, hey, knock, knock, knock. Open your mind. He's tapping into something that we're not. All right. Lauren? What's what's the answer? Um, I think my answer is going to be a little nostalgic. I like to watch Friends when I'm avoiding all of my responsibilities because they have a lot going on and a lot of problems, and it makes me feel better that I don't have the problems that they have, <laughs> like being pregnant with my ex-boyfriend or being married four times. Was Ross married four times or three times? Four times. Maybe three. 
and I don't have those problems. <laughs> so, although I shouldn't compare my life to somebody else's, especially fictional characters, I do, and it makes me feel good about myself. I think Friends is a funny show. I haven't like really gotten into it. I've watched like a few episodes here and there. And I think it's a funny show. I need to watch it. There's so many seasons. It's great. How, right, many, how many seasons? Oh. I think ten. And it makes really good background noise. Ten seasons? Yes. I don't think I've ever really watched Friends enough. I, you know, I'll catch it on like random TV show. Like when it's on, I'll watch it. But I've never really sat down and committed to Friends. I haven't. I've watched through it four times. You've watched ten seasons of Friends four times? Yes. Damn. I do a lot of You have avoiding. a lot of avoiding. That's so funny. That's a big commitment. Okay. I have I like a lot of Netflix shows, so it's kind of hard to say. Because um, I'm trying to think of like a good show for a college student to watch. Mm-hmm. Not like a good show that I would watch, because sometimes that's a little different. Hmm. What would I say? It's a good college show. I like asked this question. I'm like, I don't even have an answer prepared. That's great. Um, honestly, maybe I'm very basic for saying this, but if you have not watched The Office, like yes. from beginning to end, mm-hmm. like that's it, like that's like a staple. Like you need to have watched The Office. Just like you need to know your times tables. Like you need to know The Office. <laughs> I second that. Because I try to get into Parks and Rec. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's a great show, but you don't have to like you know burn through the first season to where it starts getting good. The Office starts like day one, first episode. Who's your favorite character in The Office? That's like a. Hmm. I love Jim. I think he's so funny, and he's cute. When he has like the nice haircut and he's not, yeah, he's not the not, mop head. Not the first season, Jim. No. No. Not at all. I think I've said before in the past, Toby, just because this poor guy <laughs> works in HR. You have to put, like, you have to give him some cred. He sticks around, and he has—he's just so sad, and you can't help but <laughs> feel for him and and want to help him and make him feel. You, you want to make him smile. He makes me feel some type of way, you know. I'm like, damn, Toby, respect yourself a little bit more now. But at the same time, you and I were talking earlier about how, how awesome Dwight is. So I don't know. I feel like Toby's a good, not typical answer for me. I think I'm a Creed fan. I love Creed. I think he <laughs> is the most, like, he's like, I don't even know if, like, they know I'm doing this. Or, like, I work. <laughs> he has, like, these craziest answers. Just randomly <laughs> comes into the office. Sometimes he's like, hey, don't do this. Yeah. What? He's <laughs> like, are we doing something sketchy? I think I think Creed is, like like, my favorite. He's like that... It's just that weird character that, like, you have to have in a show, and, like, he does it really well. You know when he's stealing the poker chips? Yes. <laughs> he wins, the, like, what, the, the refrigerator or yeah. something? Advanced refrigeration? Yeah, and he, like, takes it out the thing. like, just... holding it up to my fridge now. <laughs> That's a good show. Oh, I think that they meant to type his name as Creep, and then it just came out as Creed, but typo. Or they wanted him to be a creepy character, and they're like, we can't think of a name, so they just changed the P to a D. So Why did he just flip it? Just... Somewhere. Something like that. They're like, they had character types. Yeah. Yeah, so they wanted him to be a creep, but then they accidentally typed Creed, and they were like, that's a good name. Is the D near the P on the keyboard? I don't know, but a P is a D upside down. Lauren. Alex. 
Anthony. Dinner was great. <laughs> yeah, I, Lauren, this is the first time we've had someone on that cooked us dinner. That was so good. Like dinner was good and like dessert. Like we walked in and like the table was all done. I was like, what? It's gonna be nice. It was really nice. It was really good. Okay. I really appreciate it. Any any final words? Any any nothing? Just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. You heard it. All right. We end these really badly, so we're just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>